And thanks for the help we get with the, from Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll help uh, you keep it running. If you have an issue with your car, truck, van, and you want to talk to somebody who knows what the heck is going on with that vehicle before you bring it in, your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, call us or text us. Uh, same number applies, 651-989-9226 for your calls or your text messages. Uh, but don't wait. Uh, Nick will be here. By the way, good morning, Nick. Good to see you again. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. It's always it's always our pleasure. And uh, Nick will be here till just about 745. So don't wait. If, again, if you have a question, car care kind of question, uh, call it in or text it in, and Nick will, uh, will help you out. I was looking at uh, a, uh, a Facebook, I guess, story uh, that, uh, Lloyd's, you guys put out something I was totally unaware of about a special kind of thievery. Yeah, it seems that this time of the year, as the seasons start to change, as you go outside, you'll realize that. Yeah. Um, there's been a, an uptick, um, and we have that post on Facebook, as you've mentioned, of uh, these later model GM, uh, Chevrolet uh, pickups, uh, Tahoe Suburbans, where they're stealing the wheels. And um, they've found a very innovative way they can grab uh, the right landscaping blocks, set them underneath the uh, the spring or the, the shock perches, uh, let the air out of the tires, and they can That's have, how they, they, they let... can have your tires about as fast as an NASCAR team can set that? off. So there's a good post on there, t- nice tips. You know, the first thing, you get a locking lug key, you know, get a, a lug nut that has a lock on it, very helpful. And if you don't have the, the time or the ability to do that, uh, one of the simplest things to do is park really close to the curb. So they can't get at least at one they, side. Well, and they want all four, and they're looking for yeah. the easy pickings. You know, these uh, this is what these people do, unfortunately. They spend their evenings and their overnights driving around looking for your vehicle. So park close to the curb or up close next to your garage or something to make it so they can't gain access and they'll go on to the next person, it, unfortunately. Is, are locking lugs uh, easy to, to, to get? They are. The hard part is you need to remember where you put the key. <laughs> So we see yeah. a lot of that. So, you you know, it's a set of four. There's a one lug nut for each wheel, and then there's a differently coded adapter that goes on there. And, you you know, if you remember, you put that in your glove box and make a note to yourself so when you go in for service for your brakes or tire rotations or whatever reason that you know where that tool is because otherwise places like Lloyd's need to cut off those old <laughs> locking lugs. So that's what you have to do. Yes, or we have an adapter set that can help us, but it's time-consuming, so... The whole purpose of this is to make a deterrent. You can't prevent it, but a deterrent so they would pass on your vehicle and go on to the next one. Now, I, I remember, with, uh, I'm trying to think of my car as a, a lock, uh, lug nut or not. I think it does. Uh, and I remember the last one I had, the Dan, uh, you guys were looking for it, and it was in the trunk uh, yeah. by this, uh, the uh, spare tire, the spare tire yeah, stuff. You know, if it comes equipped with the vehicle when it was uh, produced, oftentimes they put it with the spare tire and the jack and all those things, which would make sense. Yeah. Oftentimes, if it's an aftermarket set that somebody purchases, it'll have a little bag there and uh, a good place to keep it. The glove box, that's what the glove box is for. Now, thinking ahead, if you're a thief and you say, hey, they're locking lug nuts here, I bet you it's in the glove box. You well, then, break. well, then they're going to have to break into the car. And like <laughs> right, I said, yeah. they're looking for the they easy. They want it fast. They, they want it fast, quick. Like I said, like a NASCAR team. They pull up, and they're out of there in two minutes. So, And these vehicles are primarily the GM vehicles. Yeah, it's the, it's the uh, SUVs, the large SUVs, uh, pickups. Uh, it's like the 20-inch wheels. It's the, the mm. nicer setups um, that, unfortunately, people think that they can have. Without asking. Without asking, and then it makes it a complicated morning for you. Oh, I guess. Some people. Yeah. 
651-989-9226. Text is 81807. If you have any kind of a car care question, there's a guy you want to chat with. Uh, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. You have a good week, by the way. The guy's busy. Well, as you know, Dan was gone, so things yeah. were smooth. <laughs> he might <laughs> be home. Tell him I, you said I better that. be careful. He might be home. Uh, no, we ha- you know, it's, um, we're in that transition. You know, we had a really wonderful summer. The guys knocked it out of the park. Uh, you know, we just really rocked it. We did a, they did a great job. Um, you know, we had our best week of the summer when I was gone. So if that tells you anything, I guess maybe I'm not needed. <laughs> so much for job security. Yeah. Uh, but no, honestly, you know, as the season starts to change here the next couple months, we need to start thinking ahead. Don't wait until the day before it snows. Don't wait till the day before it's sub-zero. You know, get that battery tested. Get those tires checked. Get this all the services that we need. Uh, you know, before you know, we'll be talking about the... Your your safety kit, your your help kit you put in your trunk. You know, you want them to have that blanket and the shovel, point, yeah. the scraper. Does anyone know where their scrapers are? Um, you know, because frost probably isn't too far away. So just start thinking about those things. You know, you're not on an immediate deal now here, but in the next few weeks, we want to make sure we're uh, we're ready. You know, I talk about. I'll tell you what. Let, let, let me get to this text, then we'll we'll mention about uh, uh, tire pressure again. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That's the same number for your text as it is your phone calls. Uh, this text uh, says this, Nick, 2003 Caravan, brake light is on, the brakes work fine, and the fluid's full. What do you think could be the problem there? Uh, typically, there's two reasons why you see that red light that would come on. Uh, either the fluid level would be low or something with the parking brake. Maybe that uh, pedal is slightly engaged. You might look down, it looks fine, but if it's pushed on just a little bit, it might be enough to trigger the switch to turn the light on. So my advice to that texter is to pull on that release handle, Couple times, good and hard, and see if it'll pop back up. Mm. All right. Have you seen that occasionally? A lot. Yeah. It's you yeah. know you don't you, you know you're in and out of your car. Yeah. You have your bags. You have your kids. You have your pets. You know you're you're distracted, and sometimes you might bump that pedal a little bit, just enough to engage it slightly, where the brakes not really engaged, but it's enough to trigger the switch, which will turn the light on. Let's go to the phones. Jim and Isanti is calling in first up here. Jim, what's your question for Nick? Well, I have a question. I just got some information for you, for you that will be helpful to somebody, I'm sure. Thank you. Because it's been helpful to me in the past, but I forgot it. But I've got an S10 Chevy uh, pickup, and all of a sudden it wouldn't start. And I had uh, I had the monitor put on to see what was wrong, and it, and it pointed to two different sensors on, on the carburetion area, but it wasn't getting fuel because I took the the hose off and it was pumping good, so that didn't make sense. But anyway, finally it, it dawned on me. Well, it happened to me before. It happened to me before a few years ago. What it was is it would fire right when you were releasing the key to starter. You know, when you turn the key to to start, and then it wouldn't start, so you you would release it or let it quit start trying to start. It would fire. Just yep. about take off, but not quite, you know? Yeah, it sounds like you know you're missing, missing spark there. You know, uh, it takes air, fuel, and spark to get the vehicle going. And when you release the key, the timing hits up and it gives a little fire there. I would suspect, if I had to guess without doing all the testing, that the crank sensor isn't sending a signal so the, the car's not catching that and the car won't start. So um, if you get it into your shop, I'm sure they can run a couple easy tests to check for any of the signals, the inputs to the computer to get the thing firing and you should be back on the road. All right. Very good, Jim. Thank you. We're going to come back here with more calls and more text messages. Uh, Keep in mind, Nick's going to be here till just 745, so don't wait if you have uh, some information you want to check out before you bring your vehicle in for service. 
Call Nick or text Nick, 651-989-9226. And welcome back to CCO's uh, Car Care Show. Danny Long here. Now, Nick uh, Stoffel is with uh, Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Exactly where? Because we have to, we want to make sure we get all the information correct. Because our friend, your colleague, Dan, who sits in this chair quite often, is uh, listening in Europe. Yes, so... Everything that we just said. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, no, but if you do need to get a hold of us at Lloyd's, uh, we're at 651-228-1316. Uh, if you're in St. Paul on Grand Avenue, we're at 982 Grand Avenue. And then if you're in front of your computer, tablet, phone, we're at lloydsautomotive.net. And that's spelled L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Very good. And if you have any kind of a car care question you want to get in before Nick leaves us at 745 this morning, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. Let's go back to the phones, Nick. I think Gene has been waiting there. Gene, what is your question for Nick? Yeah, my windshield wipers don't have the low spot anymore. I have to click up to the second one in order to get them to work. And I'm wondering if there's just a simple fix if it goes to the shop or if it's going to be a whole new motor or something. Well, it doesn't sound like it's the motor because it is operating. I would think and you take it to your repair shop, show them, tell them about it. They'll likely print out a wiring diagram and do some testing. My suspicion is they'll find that the switch has a bad spot or bad contact in that setting. So if I had to guess at this point, I would think you'll be getting a new switch, but I don't think it should be too difficult for them to determine or prove that out. So... Make sure you get that fixed as seasons change oh, yeah. and, you know, you know, things fall out of the sky. And there are different uh, shapes and sizes. You want to make sure you can keep that windshield clear and clean. Now, speaking of Dan, we've talked to Dan about, because uh, you guys have access to, uh, to a bay. I mean, you can, you can bring in your vehicle inside and you could change uh, uh, wiper blades all day long if you want to. How often do you change your and your personal vehicle? I, I suspect, now, I don't drive a whole lot. My yeah. commute's like a mile and a That's half. That's true. Uh, but you know, probably once once a year, I would you know I think is about right. You know, my truck only has fifty thousand miles on, and it's six years old, so um, and it gets parked inside a lot. So a lot of things that determine that. But I would say if the biggest key you can do is clear your windshield with your scraper in the winter, not your wiper blades. Oh yes, they're not designed to remove ice and snow that's collected, and not just the wipers, but the wiper motor, the wiper linkage. Um, if you ever see that other vehicle going down the road and there's only one wiper blade moving, that's because somebody had done that. So um, really important little tip there, you know, to keep those uh, wiper blades, that wiper system working properly is make sure you clear that windshield as needed. And there is a difference. There are differences in, uh, I mean, usually you get what you pay for when you change blades, right? Usually. There's a uh, significant uh, difference in the quality and the styles. You know, we all remember those skeletal metal blades, but now with technology, they have these really nice beam blades, which is pretty much a solid piece of rubber with some plastic built into it that kind of applies the pressure evenly throughout the length of the blade. Uh, Very nice. They last longer, too, because I think they're built and protected a little differently. Um, but the the main key is, and this is kind of seems kind of silly, but make sure you know how to take your wiper blades off and put them back on before you do. Uh, this is what Whoa. we do all day long, every day. And there's still some vehicles, the newest vehicles. There's a new clip, a, a pivot, a button, a something. You got to know. Oh how, yeah, you got to know the sequence. It's like you know, it's a it's a secret. They're keeping it from all of us. But uh, and I, honestly, so 
most shops aren't going to charge you to put wipers on anyway. So yeah. go there, buy them from them, let them put them on to make sure they're on properly, and be on your way. Boy, I've learned that lesson a couple of times. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we used to have maybe three different blades, you know, in inventory. Yeah, right. Now we probably have four dozen different wiper blades, sizes and styles, and we still don't have them all. I mean, it's, it's unreal. And the, and the real good ones are pretty expensive. I mean, we're talking, what, at least 50, if not more? Yeah, I'd say a, a, a really top quality wiper blade, you know, is probably $25 each, $30 each in that neighborhood. Uh, but I can't stress enough, come on those sloppy winter days, how good of a job they do. Yeah, uh, you know, big difference. Big difference. 651-989-9226. You can call in your car care question or you can send a text if you like. Same number, 651-989-9226. Keep in mind, uh, Nick will be here for about another, oh, 15, 18 minutes or so. So don't wait. If you do have a question, he'd be glad to help you out. Here's a text, uh, 2007 Cadillac STS has, quote, service airbag light on. So anytime there's a um, a fault in the restraint system, airbag, seatbelts, such like that, those warnings will come on the dash to let us know there's a fault there. Keep in mind, if that airbag light is on, that in the event of an accident, unfortunately, that system won't be there to protect you. So it's not something you want to ignore. If any you know, airbag light, ABS light, those warnings are there for a reason. Whether or not you get it fixed, that's up to you, but it might be a simple, inexpensive repair that can keep you and your family safe. Okay. Another text says, when I start the car, sometimes there is a ticking sound at first, then it stops. Is it anything to be concerned about? Thank you. I would say yes, and then I would say go check your oil. Uh, If the oil hasn't been serviced or replaced recently, I would have it serviced. I would mention that cold start noise and it's probably even a good idea to maybe drop it at your repair shop the evening before so they can be the first ones of the day to start the vehicle to hear, you know, it's something shallow, something not too significant that we need to try to deal with before it becomes a problem. All right. Uh, Nick, we have to take a quick break. We have uh, more show to come again. Nick will be here for about another 15 minutes, so don't wait. If you want to send in your car care question via text or call 651-989-9226. That is the uh, number that applies to both the calls, and the texts. Don't go away. Those folks on the line, stay there. Texters will grab your text messages when we come back after this quick break. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll tell you in a moment how to get in touch with those good folks. Uh, Nick, we have callers. We have texters. We're going to put you back to work right Let's now. Let's do it. All right. Jenny's first up here calling from uh, Forest Lake, I believe. Uh, Jenny, good morning. You're on uh, CCO, Jenny. Thank you. Good morning. Hello. So my 20-year-old was one of those kids that messed up his wiper blades in the frost and the snow last winter. And we tried adjusting the arms, but it's hitting too far to the left and too far down. Long story short, we think we needed to put in a new motor. How hard is that to attempt on our own after watching a YouTube video? You know, the... You have to be careful not to break any of the cowling. You know, that stuff at the base of the windshield is important because it keeps from that snow or moisture from getting underneath back into the uh, heater box, back into the dash of the vehicle. Um, so if you're uh, capable, you know, it sounds like you're able to try to adjust the wiper arm. So I would, uh, you know, you said watch a YouTube video, get a manual, be prepared, do it on a sunny day just in case you have trouble. You can always take <laughs> it in to have somebody give you assistance. But by all means, I don't think it's the most complicated job. I think a basic set of tools will get you there. Um, and I commend you. It's a, you know People should try to, within reason, 
try to do some repairs. It's you know it's a it's a lost art on you know this is a little more deeper than doing just wiper blades. But if you're ambitious enough and your son wants to learn a lesson, I think it's something uh, to be taught. Yeah. Well, and it's the point in pouring rain. He can't even continue. He's got to pull over and let the storm roll by. It's a big lesson learned. You got to, you know, get the ice off and not just be lazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for your call. Good luck. All right, yeah. all right, Jenny. Thank you. Yes, and it's amazing. You can get a lot of wrong or incorrect information, but it's amazing what you can find on uh, Google. Yeah, you got to be careful. With that. You know, we get phone calls often about how it appears to be a simple job on a two-minute video on yeah. YouTube. Well, mind you, that's been edited and, you know, the conditions are just right. And, you know, but if you're patient, you take your time, um, critical think, you know, you can work your way through. You know, that's not overly complicated. So I think if they take an afternoon and have some bonding time together and learn a little something. Absolutely. All right. Let's, before we get some text messages, let's get back to the phones. Linda, I believe, is calling from uh, Roseville. Hi, Linda. What's your question? Oh, yes. I have a 2011 Mercury Milan, and on the dashboard, the light lights up occasionally. It says, check fuel inlet, and I don't have a gas cap, and I do clean it out, and and then sometimes it goes away, and now the other day it came on again. So the car is equipped with the system that uh, contain those fuel vapors. When it turns that light on, it thinks that there's a uh, an air leak. It's allowing a little bit of air to transfer in and out, which it does not not want that. So you've cleaned it. You've done your part. I would say if the light comes on, stays on for a period of time, you should take it in to have them uh, check for any kind of fault codes or do some tests to determine if that if that ceiling area is just kind of no longer capable of sealing up or if there's something else going on that's falsely setting that warning. So no immediate danger. If the light comes on and stays on, take it in to have it tested. Okay. Thank you, Linda. Texter says this, Nick, a 2000 Chevy Blazer, the check four-wheel drive light is on, won't go into four-wheel drive. You know, as we kind of touched on earlier, oftentimes when we have these warnings on, the vehicle is designed to not allow those systems to operate. So, you know, whether it's the airbag, your ABS, your four-wheel drive, which you don't need quite yet, but you might not too far down the road, uh, same thing. You take the vehicle in, they'll do an assessment. If the light is on, there's some fault information in there. Uh, there's a little motor that engages that transfer case or that the differential to give you four-wheel drive. I suspect something with that system's not working properly uh, and probably should be repaired before we do have a change in season. Got another uh, wiper blade question, uh, Nick, via text. Is there a way to adjust the blades to put more pressure on the windshield? No. Uh, be careful here, but those uh, wiper arms are attached at the base of the windshield, and underneath that arm there's a spring that holds that tension there. Now, when the wiper arms are always placed at the windshield, that there might be a little memory into that. So if you were to carefully lift the wiper arm up and down a few times to exercise that spring, kind of work it out a little bit, stretch it out, that might help. But be careful not to release the arm and drop the wiper blade because if you impact that windshield, you could crack it. So anytime you're doing anything with your wiper blade, be very careful and aware of where that wiper arm is. You don't want that coming down. And damaging your windshield scratching because or scratching anything, yeah. anything like that because you don't uh, it becomes a much more complicated process at that point. Well, so be careful, but yeah, exercise the arm that should help. As simple as uh, of a part that is, it can be a little confusing. You got to be careful. All right, uh, let's see where is the text here. We have a 2017 Subaru Outback. Recently got a notification from the dealer about bringing it in 
for the 30,000-mile, 30-month service appointment. How important are these service appointments, or are they just a way for the dealer to get us to have some service work done, even if it's not needed? Well, I, I don't know about the not needed part, but yes, both. Uh, the dealerships know when you purchase the vehicle. They know on average how many miles people drive in a year, so they send out these reminders, uh, which is essentially the same thing that's in your owner's manual of telling you what to do at certain intervals. So our approach at Lloyd's is you bring the vehicle in at that interval or that time frame, and we will do the inspection. We won't assume anything. I'm not going to assume you need all those items on the list. Of course, the ones that are needed to keep warranty intact and all that are going to be performed, but a lot of this stuff is kind of subjective. You know, no two people drive the same. Uh, no two vehicles are maintained the same. So we like to look at your car as an individual, come up with the, the list of items we find, and make those recommendations to you. So don't assume it needs it all. It might need something different. We don't know until we look. I know you and Dan, and I agree, as I mentioned once in a while, it might be a good idea to read the manual if you can, if you have one. Maybe Bruce you've misplaced it. it. Put your phone down for thirty minutes and yeah. look. You know, it's just there's a some lot. Some of those of, are pretty thick, though. Yeah, they can be pretty thick, and a lot of it is redundant. You know, but you can go. You know, they, it's like any other book. You know, in the front, there's you know, it can tell you which in each chapter. Yeah. And find the ones that are relevant. You know, maintenance, safety, those types of things. You'll be amazed what you'll learn. Maybe you've had your car for a few years, and there's some features that you didn't weren't aware of that you were useful for you. So, but even if you let's say misplaced your manual, uh, the owner's manual, and you go into Lloyd's. You guys have computer access to all the information. So if there is a, 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 a 30,000, in this example, a 30,000-mile yeah. checkup or whatever, uh, you'll have that info. Yeah. Your repair shop, your dealership, wherever you take your vehicle will have the resources to be able to find those um, maintenance schedules. So whether it's at 30,000, 90,000, somewhere in between or more, uh, your your regular shop should be able to help you. So it's, the it pressure's not on you. You can simply make the appointment, say, hey, my car has 100,000 miles. I want to have come have it looked at. They'll do the rest. Uh, let's see. Uh, my car has a service engine light on. The code is P0442, whatever that is. I replaced the gas cap with a GM new cap. Code keeps bung- coming back. So the 442 is an evaporative system fault code, similar to the, the, the woman with the fuel cap with a... Uh, fuel cap light coming on. Um, the emission systems in our vehicles are designed to collect fuel vapors. We don't want them out in the atmosphere. Not good for the atmosphere. So we collect them. Under the right circumstances, the car will run a purge where it will actually burn off those vapors. If the car, which has a system in place to check for leaks, if it sees a leak, whether it's a large leak, small leak, or the system's not operative, it'll turn the light on and flag a code. Now you take that code and you need to determine its description and then do the testing appropriate for that. So if it's a small leak, you know, we'll go through and check the solenoids and valves. Sometimes we even have to do a smoke test, which will allow us to figure out the source of the leak and make the repair. So that warning light tells you a lot of different things. We don't want fuel vapors in the atmosphere, not good for the atmosphere. Um, So you should probably have that assessed and have it repaired. All right. Now, I know you guys are open today, Lloyds. Are you not? Uh, Eight until noon. I won't be there today. I have my kids' school festival going on this weekend. So now, where's that happening? Uh, the Nativity County Fair. We were there last night. I was working dodgeball, which is a lot of fun. You know, you get to yell at kids <laughs> nicely. Nicely, uh, yes. But no, it's uh, 
it's a lot of fun. You know, it's you know, like you said, it it goes by so quick, and before you know it, they'll be teenagers. So that's yeah, right. Gotta enjoy it while and I a have whole it. other set of issues there. Yes. Yeah. Well, have fun out there. I hope the weather holds out for you guys. It, I think it will. Thank I think you. it will too. And uh, Nick, uh, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? So if you ever need to call us, we're at six five one two two eight. One three one six. Uh, if you're in St. Paul, we're on Grand Ave, beautiful Grand Avenue at nine eight two Grand Avenue. And if you're online, it's Lloyd'sAutomotive.net. Very good. Thank you, Nick. Always grateful for your help. We'll probably see Dan here next week. Yes, you will. Thank All you, right. sir.